0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at soundtalentmedia.com. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
1: Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of 3AM. If you want to support us, visit our Patreon where patrons have access to exclusive content. If you're not able to support us monetarily, don't worry. This episode is on us. You can still rate and review us on whatever platform you listen to us on. It really does go a long way. You can also follow us on social media. Our handle everywhere, including Patreon, is the 3 am Pod. Finally, do you have any scary stories? If so, submit them to our website, The3AMPodcast.com. We're anxious and excited to hear from you.
2: Welcome to 3AM, 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 where we discuss and dissect the supernatural.
0: What's the scariest thing you've encountered? That's been one of our favorite questions for years. 3AM is the result of asking this question over and over again.
2: Stories we share are typically sourced from those we know, our listeners, or personal experience, the validity of which can be determined by you, the listener.
1: While we might not have all the answers, we find the culture and lore surrounding paranormal events and unnatural occurrences fascinating. We hope you enjoy. We hope you enjoy. We hope you enjoy. Welcome, everybody. This is 3AM. This is a podcast where we, friends, <laughs> tell scary stories and try to frighten each other. So welcome, along for the ride. My name is Sean. My name is DJ. DJ. <laughs> What the hell was that? <laughs> Just kidding. My name's Charlie. Hi. So uh how 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 we all doing today? Uh doing well. I'm excited. Do you guys want to talk about this weekend? Because we had some sort of paranormal event happen <laughs> oh, to us. Dude. Let's let's Real do questions it. first. Okay. Great okay, question time. So About a week and a half ago, we asked all of you guys if you had questions for 3 a.m. We answered a couple of those on our last episode. We got a couple more coming at you tonight. First question. What is something you have failed at? From Kelly the Cutie. Oh, thanks, Kelly. I can tell you one right off the top of my head. About me? About me. (laughs) I have failed at trying to longboard. Oh,
0: my If gosh. we have that
1: video, we'll post it up for everyone to see how bad it was. <laughs> it was just sad. That's something I've failed at.
2: <laughs> uh, ice skating. <laughs> Dude, ice skating is something I will not do. I refuse. I've tried a handful of times. I've even tried to use like the handicap walker, <laughs> and I can't. I literally cannot. Like, what happens? I I try to I,
0: I I'm like a deer on ice. <laughs> and there's a lot of ice on Hawaii. A lot of ice skating. <laughs> <laughs> it's a normal sport. Thankfully, yeah. not.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, dude. I try to go slow. I try to go fast. <laughs> get momentum. So it's it's easier if you go faster. And it's like, no, it's not. <laughs> So do you like just like bow out or what's happening? I don't know. It, there's no <laughs> consistency in my <laughs> fails. Yeah. in my failure. Uh, like if you got a tape of every time of, I've skated, there's no
0: dots that connect. It's like, well, you were doing this wrong. It's like something you failed at. This one might not be like fun, mm-hmm. but we uprooted our entire life a couple of years ago to pursue a job opportunity out in California. So we moved away from our whole safety net here in Utah. All of our friends, all of our network went to California and I was working at this job for about six months. When I walk into the office one day and the CEO of the company says, hey, I had a falling out with the main investor. <laughs> We're no more. There's no more job. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> So it was like I took a big chance. I
1: left school to go to this job. So (laughs) Uh, I guess I wasn't thinking about fail like that. But
0: (laughs) at the time, it seemed like the worst thing in the world. But it actually led to me pursuing coding, which then led to me having my current job, which is afforded a bit, you know. So at the time, it was terrible, but it turned out being good.
1: Silver linings. I'll try to think of a funny failure. Well, let's do another question. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Hit from Brown Senorita.
3: Oh,
2: she's a near day oneer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. a day one and a halfer.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you that. <laughs> Thoughts on doing a live stream while playing with a Ouija board? Hey, oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, frick. <laughs> Did she say you won't? The words you won't. She did not. All right, then I'm not, I'm not okay. legally bound to do it. Then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless you say you won't, I don't have to do it. Oh, ugh.
0: I will not.
1: I bet we could get Kevin to do it though. But
0: I guarantee Kevin and Sean
1: would. I mean, uh, and I bet we could convince
0: sure. Jordan to do it.
1: <laughs> All right, let's do it.
2: <laughs> I'm like a ninety for. Pre- 94%. 95% no. Dude, I'm already nervous, dude. Yeah. <laughs> we ain't even started. Just the idea of it is making me all... Noivous. I'm, I'm in shambles. Uh, uh, I don't know. Are you sweating? <laughs> I'm like airing out my shirt right now.
3: Just like,
0: damn. I'm scared. Damn it. I think I just snorted for the first time on the podcast. <laughs> so that's a no
1: for you? Ninety-five percent no, I mean, mostly. There's a chance. If everyone
2: was in, then I'd be like ninety <laughs> percent yes.
1: Okay. Hive,
2: so. hive mind, hive mentality. We we've, we've,
1: don't
0: know if that applies. <laughs> Is that a thing? I've heard people say that. <laughs> uh, we've talked about it before, but I'll just refresh. So, Most I don't know if like, whatever. Jordan, we once woke him up, <laughs> to, and he walks out and there is 100-plus candles lit in the living room.
1: I walked in the front door (laughs) and saw it, and I was like, what is happening? So
0: Kevin from Texas approaches me, and he's like, I legit want to do a Ouija board and have a seance. And I was like, here's the thing. I'm not going to do it with you, (laughs) but I'm also not going to not film it. So I'll be there (laughs) to witness. So he pulls out, like, over 100 candles, chalk, and a Ouija board. But this Ouija board was bought at Walmart and it was glow in the dark. And like, it's like if Disney made a Ouija board. It was so lame. It's like he
2: cut it out from the back of his cereal box. It was so
0: lame. They're great. (laughs) They're dead. Um, So he we set up, it's like a hundred candles. It looks legit. He like drew a pentagram with chalk. And in the middle of it, Jordan comes out and is like what the (laughs) hell is going on? (laughs) I'm just sitting there with my camera like,
1: uh, sitting on the couch, just watching, like watching Kevin make every mistake of a Ouija board.
0: So Kevin didn't really know how to do a Ouija board. So he tries all this stuff. I'm like, I don't know. Just like go with whatever feels Feels right right (laughs) or wrong. He does 50 things. And then afterwards (laughs) I was like, maybe we should look up how to use a Ouija board. And out of those 50 things, 50, Three of them were the wrong thing to do. <laughs> the whole list was like, do not do this. Do not do this. Dude, and Kevin did every single one. I was like, okay, great. But nothing transpired. Now we quickly moved out of that place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We
1: GTFO'd. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> if anything, all of our fortunes went up. So True. <laughs> That's true. Anyway. That's a good one. It's, it's a yes or
2: no question,
0: but... <laughs>
1: Somehow you managed not to say either of those words. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> from Louis Arnay. Shout out, Lou. What's up, Lou? How many rap songs released in the next year will have reference to coronavirus? Ooh. An annoying amount. <laughs> I would agree with the annoying An amount. An uninspired amount. Mm. <laughs> Something corona. That's COVID, a good number. Brovid 17. <laughs> yeah,
0: we just watched one with Lil Wayne. It was like Brovid 16. I was like, oh, okay,
1: and so it begins. Yeah, Lord of the Rings meme. Yeah, and so it begins. I don't know, man.
2: I'm already irritated <laughs> by okay. everything Corona related. So songs, <laughs> I'm trying to listen to these songs to get away. Out, a- social distance your song
0: for yeah. me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, we got one from zonygirl Girl eighty two. What type of experience scares you the most? aka poltergeist demonic possession evil people irl etc
0: I think evil people irl for me is the scariest it's just like the most intimate danger the most real the most in
1: your face to me okay if you had to be more specific on evil people what would you say?
0: <laughs> I'm thinking Appalachian Hillbilly inbred <laughs> dun, 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 dun. The... squeal like a pig yeah. you know <laughs>
1: That that demographic. Okay, okay, I see you.
0: Deej,
2: I know Sean is. What are you? You're outdoor stuff like a bear.
1: Well, like outdoor cool. stuff, but like people. Because hmm. I feel like for most animals, you just make yourself big, or but actual people that are out there when they're not supposed to be out there, when they're hmm. supposed to be quarantining, <laughs> then it's a little spooky.
2: Do you know how to handle a gun?
1: Yeah. Do you? Decently well. Hmm. I was like at
0: top of my class in a shotgun merit badge, dude. Bro, I got... <laughs> I'm a sharp shooter. <laughs> Even I know shotguns is like 16-foot <laughs> spray. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I got my rifle shooting and shotgun shooting merit Same. badge with one arm.
1: And what? archery, dude.
2: <laughs> yeah, I uh, I broke my arm. <laughs> and somehow the scout leaders still let me shoot. I came back the next day to camp with a hard cast on, and they let me just rest the gun right on top of my arm, like my broken arm. You're like Annie Brokely, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I got the title of a
1: one-arm gunslinger. Oh, that's, oh, that's kind of dope, dope, dude. Dope. That's that nickname, bro. <laughs> uh,
2: What's the question? What am I afraid of?
0: Real quick. Uh, <laughs> 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 One of my biggest like <laughs> brags for a long time until the age of like 14. Uh, when I was like 11, I went to a scout camp and there was a whole archery station set up. And this team, this professional team of archers came and set it all up. And at the end of it, their guy came to my mom and was like, your your son could compete. And they were like trying to recruit me. Like we, we meet. And my mom was like, do you want to start joining archery? And I, I was like, nah, like. <laughs> I'd rather play video games.
1: But looking back, I should have. <laughs> bro, you could be one of those people at NBA halftimes that are, like, standing on your hands, shooting a bow with, with your feet. feet, dude. Mm. <laughs> Probably. Mm. Anyway, what are we talking about? <laughs> what spooks you out the most, bro? Yeah, I uh, same. Like, evil people IRL. Yeah, yep. I think it's just more real to me. Mm. Like, people versus, like, paranormal. And, yeah, I don't know. yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't need evidence
0: to like be convinced of the evilness of people. <laughs>
1: yes, that's true. But if
0: I had to give it, okay, so let's say what's your most scary paranormal?
1: Scariest demonic paranormal possession is mine.
0: Like if I know it's not drugs and it's an actual possession, I don't think I'd be down with that. <laughs> I think
2: uh like a probably like a Wendigo. Ooh, maybe Skinwalker.
1: Dude, we know some people who straight up don't even say the the word skinwalker <laughs> uh our homie dom yeah
0: pukana he goes into areas where there are mesas and like it's like desert and there's a lot of native american like reservoir whatever and he has a very very strict no Skinwalker Talk rule, <laughs> like really? no one is allowed to talk. Bring him up. <laughs> is he like? Is he like legit on that? Like, yeah, he's like no. Has he ever seen anything? No, I don't think so. No, oh. I don't think personally, but I think he knows people who has ha- who've had experiences. But yeah, we have <laughs> we have a lot of friends who are. It's weird. No skinny it's, boys.
2: It's weird because there are people who say talking about it invites it, and then there are people who say talking about it shows that you have no fear.
1: I know, like huh? empowers you. Yeah.
0: Hmm. And it's not even like the Navajo word for skinwalker isn't even skinwalker. It's, it's true. Like Yanagushni or whatever it was. <laughs>
1: mm. <laughs> Great memory. Ooh. Yeah. Hmm. Dude, for me, probably the most terrifying paranormal are like the unexplained people going missing, like just out in the middle missing of the Missing 411 world. stuff? Yeah, like missing 411 stuff is spooky, dude. Do you think it's, like, the helplessness
0: of that situation? Like, it kind of seems like there's nothing you can do to prevent it. Yeah. It's,
1: like, it's going to happen. Unless, well, what are the things we talked about? Like, if you have a GPS locator on you, then you're much less likely to get missing Mm 411. A gun. Yep. So, yeah, like, it's still a little scary. But next question here. We'll do two more. Well, thanks, uh, Zony Girl. From Mo Fez, do you think that Viking runes have a magical essence? Only when
0: tattooed on white girls. <laughs> <laughs> right
2: next to the Chinese runes.
1: This yeah. <laughs> says like
0: foreign pervert.
1: <laughs> supposed to be like live, laugh, love on the tattoo.
0: <laughs> That's a stretch for me. I don't think so, but I have no personal experience with it. Same, so yeah. I don't know if I can comment. Hmm.
2: European lore is something that's so far removed from me, probably because I grew up on literally the opposite side of the planet. So I don't know a lot about it. So I don't know. It's hard to completely
0: close something off. I can't definitively say yes or no. Yeah, yeah. I don't
1: know, bro. Yeah. Still have <laughs> enough info. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Um, I was reading a story and fairy circles. Have you heard of them?
1: Yes. Yeah. Kevin's Yeah,
0: Kevin's family is very familiar with them. Yeah. And I think we saw some in New Zealand.
2: Yeah. Like a circle of mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a story in Ireland. Apparently, they take it seriously there.
3: Apparently. It's part
2: of their culture or whatever. But uh, this person's uncle wasn't superstitious at all. But they owned a pasture where they raised sheep. And he was clearing out the the pasture and the fields, and he came across a fairy circle, and apparently you're just supposed to leave it alone, but he just mowed right over it because he (laughs) didn't care. And every single, is it lamb or sheep that gave birth? Lamb? Sheep? Sheep that give birth to lambs. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Every sheep that gave birth that following year, all stillborn.
1: Well damn. <laughs> so them fairy circles are know. messing round.
2: Fairy circles, not ru- runes, Viking runes, but I don't know. Hey, listen, I'm just blowing
0: smoke on my ass. You know? <laughs> if you're coming to us for answers. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I have some news for you. No, <laughs> we don't have those. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Here's <just laughs> I've had a handful of people, country like friends or people online ask me like what do you think this is? I or, need you to weigh in on uh, this. Please, yeah. <laughs> and we're really just fans of <clears throat> scary things. Like in <laughs> no way are we like, paranormal investigators. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> more instigators yeah. than, than anything. I liked it. Um, paranormal instigators. And I'm sorry to disappoint. <laughs> but That's what you were expecting. But
1: If you got more info, hit us up. Yeah. We want to know that shit yeah and I think that's what I've enjoyed is I don't know everything,
0: but we're kind of like a a place where people who do know things can weigh in because we've had people message us, and like this means you know yeah. further educate us on certain things, or a place where we could have experts on like Leah Hardy to come on and exactly, teach us, us. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, thanks, mofez
1: yep, last question here. wait wait, oh
0: sorry. <laughs> did you know that Welsh Corgi and Welsh folklore? Fairies would ride Welsh cor- or Welsh corgis, like into battle. <laughs> but fairies are evil. But they would ride corgis. That's like their steed. So oh. corgis are evil steeds, apparently, dude. Yeah, vicious steeds. Does MJ's does mom know that? that. She
1: does. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, little factoid. <clears throat> okay, last question here from Lavenderin. Good job. Her question or his question? Sorry, I have no idea. But what was your favorite show to watch as a kid? Mine was definitely Teen Titans. Teen
2: Titans is a good one. Never watched it. Dude, I watched every cartoon in the 90s and 2000s.
1: Bro, I loved, and this makes so much sense that I'm doing what I'm doing now, Scooby-Doo. Bastard, you took mine. (laughs) It's
2: a good one. Scooby-Doo is great. Even like the old school Looney Tunes I freaking love, like Roadrunner, all of that, Tom and Jerry.
3: Hmm. Yeah, yeah.
2: What you want? I'll go by era
0: (laughs) of my childhood. I grew up with older siblings. So a lot of my taste in it, like I wasn't allowed to necessarily watch what I wanted to watch. I had to watch what my older siblings watched. So I have like an older generation taste. Do you know what I'm saying? So a lot of my favorite shows were Are You Afraid of the Dark? Goosebumps. (laughs) Scooby-Doo. And like Nick at Night. So like Clarissa Explains It All, all that. All these like older shows. But anyway, that's me.
1: Nice, nice. I don't think any of those were cartoons though.
0: Did they say specifically cartoon?
1: Favorite I thought it was just show. Cartoons. I already closed it out.
0: I heard cartoons.
1: My bad. That's what I thought too. Well then Scooby okay. Doo. Okay. Well, yeah, Scooby Doo was one of them. You got you got it, dude.
0: My mom bought me the compendium of Scooby Doo when I was pretty young. So I've I've literally seen every episode like sixty times. Yeah. And my mom told me she bought them for me because she said when she was like four, she would wake up at like six a.m. when it was still dark. She's four years old. She'd go downstairs, put a kettle on the on the stove, warm up like milk and water or whatever, make hot cocoa, and then go watch Scooby Doo alone.
1: (laughs) Whoa!
0: (laughs) Every Saturday she would do that. Wow. Yeah. So I don't know, Scooby Doo. I felt close to my mom. That's cool. Hmm. Also.
2: There's a handful of cartoons right now that we're all kind of into that we watch here and there. Uh, Charles and Sean both got me into uh, Gravity Falls last That's year, legit. hands down. So if you're Dope. listening to us, <laughs> you'll likely be into Gravity Falls. You should mm-hmm. check it out. There's only two seasons,
1: but they're so good. They're
2: so good. Give it. Give season, the first one season is, a chance. <laughs> yeah, season one is cool. The whole time I was like, because they were hyping it up super high. <laughs> Uh, Towards the end of season one, I was like, I mean, I don't see the hype. Like, it wasn't bad. And then season two hits, everything just changes. It's so good. (laughs) Um, Charles is watching Over the Garden Wall right Mm now. Yeah, I'm trying to get into that. Sean was recently finished Dragon Ball Z.
1: Oh, yeah. I watched uh, Dragon Ball Z Kai all over again. Hmm. So good. Uh, Thanks for the question. Thanks for the questions. Those are some good ones. Yeah, thanks for the question keep sending us questions if you want to keep being featured on our episodes like we just come up with these questions on our own unless someone asks us some good ones. Yeah.
0: I'm going to throw out a question. Mm-hmm. Go for it. What's the scariest episode of a sitcom or cartoon you can remember from a kid? Courage
1: the Cowardly Dog Return the Slab. That one was scary.
2: Yeah, we've talked about him. We've talked about Yeah. Him you- from
1: Powerpuff oh. Girls,
2: the Demon Lobster. Yeah.
0: Do you remember Uh, that episode of Spongebob about like the... Rock bottom? No, the midnight Friar or whatever when he has to work the graveyard shift?
1: No. Dude.
2: (laughs) That's another classic Spongebob, but that's like a given.
0: Anyway, so it's called the hash slinging slinging hasher.
1: The hash slinging slasher. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Uh,
0: When I watched it back then, it was legit terrifying. I was like, yo, this is too scary to be a cartoon.
2: <laughs> I remember being scared of the X-Files theme song when I was a kid. Bro. Uh, my older cousins would watch it, and I would just be in the background, just peeking over people's shoulders.
1: Ooh, and Checking out the spooky for yourself. Yeah,
2: so weird. Also, there was a, uh, not a sitcom or not scripted, not a cartoon. It was like a documentary series on like ABC Family of mm-hmm. Haunted Places. Mm. And one of the hosts, not even a host, it was like a voiceover of this girl who would give facts on the different places. Like there was one in the, the catacombs of Paris and her voice, I couldn't tell if she was
0: eight or 80. I know who she is. She's like, the
1: catacombs of uh. Paris goes for 400 miles.
2: And as like a five-year-old, dude, that voice <laughs> creeped me out. You know what
0: I'm talking about? I do. I know exactly who you're talking about. She's an actress from like the 80s. She is the clairvoyant or the psychic lady they bring in to cleanse the house in The Poltergeist.
1: Hmm. Whoa.
0: If this isn't it, I apologize, but this is the first person who I thought of. There's no death. It is only a transition to a different sphere of consciousness. Caroline is not like those She's with she is a living uh,
3: presence I don't in like that spiritual earth band plane. They're
0: attracted to the one thing about her that's different from themselves. Her life form themselves is very strong.
1: That is her that is her voice. It is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. Share <laughs> <laughs> hair having PTSD from the boys. Good looks, dude.
2: Um, I can't remember the name of the show. Search ABC Family Catacombs.
1: Well,
0: well, let's try to figure out her, her name.
1: Zelda. Yeah, it's Zelda Rubenstein. Zelda Rubenstein. So
0: her name, she's an actress, is Zelda Rubenstein.
1: Scariest places on Earth. Probably, dude. Yeah, she's the narrator for it. So.
0: Anyway, so you heard her voice as a child?
2: Yeah, it's unsettling. And now seeing her? She's like 45 years
0: old, it looks like. Uh, She's also like this tall. Yeah. It's creepy. She's an old lady. Like a minion. This could go on for so long because I have like 60 more things. It really can.
1: But it won't. We rolling.
2: (laughs) This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small,
0: Charlie rolled, and he got a four. DJ went. Twelve.
1: Sean. Four.
0: Charlie got a three. Fuck.
1: I'm going last. (laughs) Seven.
0: Dope. Okay. So it's DJ, Sean, then Charlie. Okay.
2: So we get a good handful of story submissions, whether it's through DMs or the form that we set up or word of mouth, and there's so many of them that I, obviously we screen through some and decide that some of them might not be on par with the scare factor we're trying to reach, Um, and we're not saying that's not scary for that person, you know, they still experienced it, but there are a lot that are scary, and sometimes I wish I can share, but... I think we're most into storytelling and kind of like the entire background of, of it just to help enrich like the actual event that intrad, that it transpires to sometimes it lacks that content. So there are scary things that happen that, that I want to share, but it's not enough, but I have a, I mean, there's a, there's a couple that I feel like we'd be amiss if we didn't share. So I have a few of them rather than just one. The first one, uh, I have a friend who lived in Panama for a couple years. And while he was down there, two Americans moved to study abroad down there for about six months. And while they were there, they did what they could to explore the country and learn everything that they could about it. And one of their excursions that they took was a week-long hiking trip. And these two girls were best friends. And a week goes by. Nobody sees or hears from them. Three more days go by and their bodies are found. Uh, At least parts of it.
1: Okay.
2: And this broke news headlines.
1: Hold on.
0: You know someone who knows them?
2: No. He lived there. and When
1: this happened.
2: When this happened. Okay. Yeah, this was five years ago. 2015. And it
1: broke news de- like there and here, and Dude, here?
2: because this is
0: huge. I know this case. Yeah. Yeah. What?
2: What do you know about it?
0: I could tell you a lot. Yeah. Yeah.
1: If it's the same one.
2: So parts of their bodies were found.
1: Parts of their bodies. This is were
2: still found. an unresolved, unexplained case. And <laughs> Sean Continue. takes a swig of his energy drink. So. A pelvic bone was found. Their shoes were found. One of their shoes had a foot still in it. Ah. Uh, and a lot of their gear, including their one of their cameras. Any photos? The first handful of photos are normal photos posing on the cliffside with the view. hmm Just them having fun.
1: hmm
2: And then there's a succession of photos where it's all pitch black. And in a few of them, there are glimpses of parts of their bodies like their bloody head some people speculate that they were lost while they were lost they were using the flash from their cameras
0: to see to try and find the their way of mm-hmm. panama at night
1: okay but That's still a-
0: put yourself in that situation Pick bla- pitch black jungle yeah countless predators all around you mm-hmm. the only source of light is this flash Okay, and so that's what they theorized. They were like, Psh. "Okay,
2: okay." They did have their phones on the call logs.
0: They didn't have the flashlight app. <laughs> oh, this is a while ago. Oh, okay, okay,
2: okay. <laughs> um, on the call logs, they tried calling, but there was no reception. Okay, until their phone died. Yeah, and then they had the camera, and they were using the flash to get through. But since then, there hasn't been any sign of it. You might know more. My friend who lived there told me about it. I looked it up and. That's all I could find. Do you know anything else?
0: A little. My favorite murder did it. Hmm. They well, covered it. And so if you're interested go look it up. I have no idea what episode, but they cover <laughs> it like extensively, the whole hmm. timeline, what happened. And yeah, basically super sad story. These girls were like just in love with life, wanted to experience and they were going on just a short day hike which ended up being the last thing they ever did. And the, the- like everything they found, they were able to piece together and kind of outline their possible last days and it just gets bleaker bleaker scarier and scarier. and you could tell like they were by the end they were like they knew they were gonna die and they were making decisions based out of fear I don't know one of them was injured I don't know weird things happen there's like local tribes up there and it got racial for a while like the investigation (laughs) and days weeks or months go by and one of the tribes People was like, "Hey, here's their backpack, <laughs> like out of nowhere,"
3: hmm. and they were like, where
0: did you find this?" And they're like, "I don't know, by the river," and it had like all their stuff in it. I don't know. it, it It's very weird. Like DJ said, unsolved. Yeah, very I, sad.
2: I I forgot to mention that bit, like the the native tribes, because with what I was reading, that was the first thing I thought of. Maybe like cannibals. I don't know if they are cannibals. Maybe that's ignorant of me to say, but the pieces that were given sounded like it was done by a human, not an animal. But hmm. not sure. Well, if you <laughs> yeah. have any other information, <laughs> uh, find it online. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, the next story I have is probably more in line with what I was mentioning earlier, where there's not enough information, but it's just small pieces that I feel like is worth sharing one of my girlfriend's teachers when she was younger had an experience i think she was in college at the time but she was exploring spirituality at the time and you can define that however you'd like and i'm assuming things at the time were really heavy and she remembers being at home by herself She was brushing her teeth, getting ready for bed. She steps out into her bedroom for a second when she hears the shattering of glass. So she's thinking, is somebody breaking in? What's going on? So she goes in the bathroom to hide when she finds that the mirror in her bathroom had not only shattered, but pieces of it were flung across the bathroom into the opposite wall facing the mirror and the pieces of the mirror and glass sticking out straight from the wall. That's it. Nothing on top of that. Nothing else happened. She couldn't gather any other information. But it's hard for me to get that and share that until full story. But that's just another thing that was
0: shared with me that I thought was worth sharing here. I uh, mean, being her, like, what else are you supposed to do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, hey. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> could you know, let me know why I did <laughs> you did that? <laughs> so I could write it into a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Honestly, though, like, the purity of scary stories, sometimes there's, like, no context. There's no answers. There's mm-hmm. no background. There's no... I've been going back and forth a lot recently, like, while looking for stories. is like... Sometimes it feels like a book report where it's like I'm doing all this. My story tonight does. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes it's just, hey, this happened. I was there. I have no explanation. Mm. So I think both types of stories have a ton of value. Mm. And I, I appreciate them at least. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. here's the thing. What if someone out there, that same exact thing happened to them? True. Like, that's happened to me before where something's happened to me, and then I read it online, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like like the jumping guy while you're driving? Speaking of that, <laughs> I found another f meme, and it was like a kid looking out the window, and it was like six-year-old me watching my imaginary parkour buddy jump over everything. And I was like, another person. <laughs> like, it's not just me. <laughs> Background, I was a child. I used to stare out the window while driving, and I would see a man parkouring over everything, running <laughs> along with the car. <laughs>
2: I had a similar thing, I guess you saying that us sharing this helps to bring, you know, those people together in a sense, at least virtually. (laughs) But uh, I had that recently with one of my homies, her name's Anna, and she was talking about how growing up, she remembers that several times she would wake up to her door being open while she was sleeping and coming around the corner or coming up the stairs was this figure He'd get taller and taller and taller, and he was
1: wearing a hat. Oh, what? Did you freak out when she said that? Yeah, when she shared that, I was like,
2: you're not the only one. For
1: context, where, where does that
2: come from? Where does it? Uh, previously, I don't know, previously. Previously
0: on? 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah, on
2: episode whatever, 30. um, I don't know. We talked about Hat Man, which is a phenomenon that many people have experienced seeing a shadow of a man wearing like a top hat and it, it, it was just crazy to to hear that you know again because i found the stories online i shared the stories people started messaging us like saying that they had experiences with personal experiences with hat man. and i remember reading emails and dms about that and then one of my friends brought it up without even me saying anything
0: and she didn't hear the episode
2: she didn't hear the episode and she didn't she thought she was the only one so i let her finish her story and her experience and at the end i said i don't know if this makes you feel better (laughs) or if it scares you because it legitimizes it in a sense but there are a lot of people who went through the exact same thing you did or are going through you know but that was pretty trippy um last one that i have and I think might be my favorite one, comes from Ellen. (laughs) Degeneres? Ellen Degeneres, yes. Uh, For her 19th birthday, is invited by her grandpa to go hunting with him.
1: Okay, okay.
2: So she's been excited. Uh, She's wanted to, she's looked up to her grandpa ever since she was little and wanted to go hunting with him for a long time. So along with this invitation, she receives a hunting rifle as well. So she's excited. This is her first gun. She doesn't say where they are in the States, but it is in the States. They're on day two of tracking deer is what they're hunting. And they see one in the distance and they slowly make their way closer to this deer. And as they get closer, they notice that Something's off about this deer, physically. It seems malnourished. They can see its ribs, its backbones protruding out of its skin, almost. Oh, dear! Oh, dear! <laughs> and it just doesn't look like any deer she's seen before. And as they get closer, the deer notices them, picks up its head, turns, looks at them. And at this point, she's thinking, We've given away our location. This deer is about to make a break or run at us, maybe. Does neither. The deer looks back at the direction that it's facing, takes a few paces back, and there's a tree in front of it. The deer puts its head down and goes full sprint and rams its head into the tree. Takes a few steps back and goes again. This deer does this a handful of times to the point that its antlers break. This deer takes a few steps back again, takes a run at the tree until it cracks its head. And clearly there's blood running down its face. It's hard for them to watch. They don't want to disturb it. They don't want to run to scare it and then have it attack them or something. So they're just trying to stay as still and as quiet as they possibly can. And they're watching this deer mutilate itself on this tree. Ew. The tree is bloody. It goes to the point where they can see flesh. And it's sticking to the tree. And there's pieces of it on the ground. And the deer at one point stops and attempts to eat its own flesh that's on the ground. Ugh. And in the process of it, I guess, opening its mouth and licking it, she can tell that, you know, its head is broken, its jaw is disfigured from bashing against the tree. So it's attempting to eat its own meat or brain or whatever is on the ground, and it's unsuccessful. So after this deer has disfigured itself and is trying to eat itself, this deer stands up on two legs And there's a river that it's next to. And walks towards the river. On two legs. On two legs. Lies down and dies in the river. That point, they both thought it was safe to get out. They leave. And Ellen never goes hunting with her (laughs) grandpa again.
1: (laughs) Did they at least like catch a little bit that on film or something. (laughs) The amount of therapy
0: (laughs) I would need after that is unreal.
2: There's not much information after that besides the grandpa thinks that the deer had chronic wasting disease.
0: I promise you I was going to say, have you heard of chronic wasting disease? Mm -hmm.
2: Which is like the deer version of mad cow, if you didn't know.
0: And terrifyingly enough... It has a 100% fatal fatality rate. And you know how we, Corona, kind of started from, like, eating bats? hmm Air quotes. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the general narrative. Yes. I'm going to say. Read into that what you want. We're going to go with. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be fed. Says China. That's what they said <laughs> happened. Um, but you know how, like, COVID-19 started f- because it jumped from a bat to a human, right? Right. Chronic wasting disease is something they are terrified is gonna make the jump from deer deers to, to humans because human. yep. it has a hundred percent fatality rate and what it does to the deers is like devastating. Like they waste away, they become sick and nasty and mm-hmm. so they've almost said like maybe maybe lay off the deer right now, humans. <laughs> so anyway.
2: No, yeah, they've talked about I or I've heard about that before. This story, and I've heard to deers that have, I've seen it abbreviated as CWD. Mm. Deers that have this disease are often referenced to as zombie deer, which would make perfect sense in this scenario. But the standing on two Not legs, tiptoeing zombie deer, <laughs> I've never heard that before. I don't know if that's an embellishment or I don't know. It also, like, if it's standing on two legs, that wasn't the most surprising part to me at least. The bashing its head into this tree over and over again and then eat it, try, attempting to eat it. That was that was the worst part to me.
0: No, I don't like
3: it. Me I either. think they made the right, <laughs> I
2: think gross. they made the right move as well. Like I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't want to move oh, in, hell yeah. in that <laughs> instance. I'd be like, "Dog, do your thing." <laughs> Do whatever you you're doing over there. All right, there. Bambi. We're just gonna let yeah. you uh
0: <laughs> let you chill over there. <laughs> you stay over there. Yeah. Bro, that's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> but the I, I've never we've never had a story like that. Hmm. Where it did like self-harmed itself. The only thing I could think of is like the Russian sleep experiment. Oh, right. Okay. Where they would like smash. I think the reason that's so weird is because the most basic Primal instinct is self-preservation. Yeah. And yeah. So when you see something just like trying to not self-preserve itself, yeah. there's something wrong. Yeah, you're like, you're like, every fiber of my being is screaming, there's something wrong with this. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah when they have no care for their own well-being,
0: mm-hmm. hmm. what are they gonna do with yours? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Exactly.
1: There's some people like that too. Yeah. Bro,
0: that made me think of a short story that I'm gonna share right now, but trigger warning. Hmm. This is truly disturbing. When I was like six or seven, I went over to my friend's house who had a big Roddy, big Rottweiler. We were out back, and this thing was running around, and this thing would take legendary dumps, (laughs) like six inches tall.
2: Just heroic amounts of poop.
0: (laughs) Yes, and I was like six, seven, or eight. I don't know how old. I was like in that age, so it was like half my height these dumps and it had taken a fresh one and my friend ross walked over to it got right over it and it was like ew this is disgusting and gets right over it and i think inhaled an entire lungful of the aroma and he goes Huah! and bars all like and it's not one of it's not a cute throw up it was like it was like a get a hernia throw up. Armageddon. (laughs) 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 And he barfs all over this pile of doo-doo. And I'm sitting there. My jaw drops because I'm just watching the nastiest thing happen, right? His mom comes out, yells at him while he's barfing, and pulls him inside and just leaves me out there alone. Well, up comes, (laughs) runs up Ross's dog and starts chowing down on the pile of throw-up doo-doo and eats the whole thing in front of me. And I'm like, (gasps) I think it's time to go home. And I just went home, quietly went to my room, and thought about life.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Dude, that reminds me of, and I've told you to this story. I'm sure I have. When I was living in the Philippines, it was about three months before I came home. And I got off the bus to the apartment that I was living at. Bus leaves. I walk across the street and a truck the size of like a U-Haul passes by and I hear a yelp. And I turn around and sure enough, a dog had been run over. I walk up to the dog and everything that was inside was now outside. Ugh. Like a balloon. It just burst. Okay, it trigger was, warning. Sorry, y'all. Yeah, it was <laughs> so sad. It was laying in its own blood and, and guts and intestines. Sorry, this is heavy. But kids all walking home from school all witnessed this whole thing unfold. I didn't. I just heard it happen. But kids were walking the direction the truck was coming. They saw the dog run across the street. Didn't make it in time. Got hit, run over.
0: So a bunch of cute little Filipino children. Mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm. Okay. All in their school uniforms. And they're all congregating around this around this dog. Crying, I'm sure, right? No. Laughing. <laughs> <laughs> because I guess this type of brutality is common in third world countries. <laughs> but they're laughing and they're pointing at it and they're saying, Nakadugo Shog Spaghetti saying he's bleeding spaghetti cause his intestines. <laughs> oh <my
3: God.
2: laughs> I'm laughing because I'm like what is going on like how are these kids just okay and I've never seen a like a, a scene like this before um that's not the worst part the worst part is truly
0: trigger warning yeah <laughs> skip ahead 30 seconds
2: while we were standing over this dead dog's body in the middle of the road kids are starting to form a circle around it the dog Turned its head and looked at me. And I had no idea that it was not yet dead. (gasps) So it turned its head and looked at me. And it was then that I noticed that it was (laughs) breathing.
0: Still alive?
2: Still alive. So sad. Uh, I didn't know what to do. I just left. (laughs) I just left. There were adults around just like hanging out on the street. Um, I went to my apartment. I had to drop off some stuff. 10 minutes later I came back out and the dog was gone. Somebody had cleaned it up.
0: Maybe an angel came and healed it and gave it a better life. <laughs> I hope so. Is what I'll tell myself. He uh, deserved
1: it. Oh, yikes. That's that's heavy, bro. But sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry dog.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. For some reason, this has been the heaviest, hardest stories of 3 a.m. for me.
2: We're all dog people
0: here. Yeah. Bro. So. I was with one of my friends one time. Large kid. Strong. Shout out, Hunter. He's Nothing sets him off. He, like, never gets mad. And we were chilling in a car, but he loves dogs. We're chilling in this car, and this lady has a puppy that she's, like, in the backyard. Super energetic puppy. And you can tell this lady is so over how she's so annoyed with this dog (laughs) it's like running around jumping running around jumping and and she's just like wanting it to go to the bathroom and it runs to the fence of our yard and jumps over and hunter's just sitting there watching this because he loves dogs and the dog is stuck on our side of the fence and she reaches over and he's like there's no way she's going to be able to pick this up because it's like 70 pound puppy it's a big puppy and so he's looking at it and he's like she's not gonna be able to do this and she reaches over like the four-foot fence, grabs the puppy by the collar, and tries to lift it. So you can imagine what happened. Mm-hmm. She lifts it and just barely gets it like halfway over the fence, and is like choking the puppy. And Hunter's like,
3: "What the fuck!" <laughs> and, like, <laughs> screams it
0: at the top of his lungs, and it just like booms across the yard. And I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> but the rate he's like. <sighs> Like just rage is oozing out of him, and I was
1: like, "Dude, chill." Whoa.
0: And I'm sorry for that story.
1: Next, <laughs> <laughs> the moral of the story is: be nice to your GD dogs. No, man. All right, is that you tonight?
2: That, that's me tonight. A few short stories, cool, but
1: yeah. Then that means Sean, you up? All right, I got a story for us tonight. Comes from one of our listeners. Yes, her name is Lindsay. And she, she sent one in before. Yep. She, she sent a story in before. Shout out, what, Lindsay. Which story was it? It was the, her
0: parents went on that camping trip on the weekend. So they go to the camp, no ranger at the station. They think that's weird. They pass a camp. that's all set up. Looks like a family's there. Mm. No one's there. So they continue down the path Until and they, they see, see a the, truck yeah. and they send the big dude out to go talk to him.
2: Oh, yes, and yes, the guy yes.
0: Steps out of the truck and moves towards him and says something. It's
2: pouring rain.
0: And he turns around, sprints to the car, and yells, Get out of here,
1: get out of here.
0: And to this day, they don't know. Refuses to tell them what he said. I okay. think his name was Robin, right?
1: I don't remember.
0: Something like that. Sure. But anyway, the biggest blue ball story. Yep. The next morning, the mom went into the kitchen and he's pouring over newspapers and looking at everything and saying they had to have found him. There's no way they couldn't have found him. But I love her stories. Her writing is really good. Yeah,
2: and that's the type of ambiguity that I like. So I don't know. I feel you.
1: Yeah, yeah. So she does have another good one that she sent in. Awesome. She said that she actually just recently remembered this story and felt like that she maybe had tried to like block it out of mm-hmm. her memory. So like a recovered memory. Like a recovered memory on her part.
2: Now we're about to immortalize it.
1: (laughs) Now we're about ready to immortalize it. Make that permanent. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. So, so, but anyways, Lindsay, and uh, she kind of prefaces this saying she did grow up in a religious environment. So she did believe in like spirits and demons, though at a young age, she had never really experienced those things. But as she grew up and got older, she did experience those types of things and believes in all of that. So one day, her and a friend of hers decide, or a, and a friend of hers actually approaches her, I believe, and they want to go in on an investment. They want to get a house, fix it up, and kind of Airbnb it. So the friend gets a realtor to kind of look around and find them some options, and she says, basically... All of the options that that she brought up were either out of their price range or just too far from civilization, right? (laughs) If it's not within 30 (laughs) minutes of a Costco, no go. No go. But then one day, the realtor sends them this one option that seems like, yeah, it's within their price range and is actually centrally localized in the town, so it's great. So they set an appointment to go and check out the house. Now, they show up to the house, and it seems like it's a little bit old, They're kind of walking around the house, and her and her friend are already just kind of like discussing things that they would do to the house to kind of fix it up, like paint it, fix up the porch, because I guess the porch wrapped around it a little bit, kind of go for that type of vibe. Now, the front door was locked, or the the realtor didn't have a key to the front door or something like that, so they go in a side door. Hmm. Now, as they go in through the side door, Lindsay... Says that all of a sudden she just gets this feeling of a residual fear in the house. And she's not really sure, like, where that's coming from, but she just kind of feels there's this, like, this fearfulness there. And they walk into the house, and it's kind of a den area. And this den area is pretty dark looking because of the dark paneling along the walls, plus the shades are all drawn down and everything. So it's dark already. Now, as they walk in and the realtor is kind of already explaining a little bit about the house, Lindsay sees someone out of the corner of her eye peeking around the kitchen doorway. It, she said, looked like a 70, 80-year-old woman, something like that. And then all of a sudden, she cuts the realtor off. She's like, hang on, hang on a second. She looks around the kitchen door and they're gone. Now, at that point, and the friend knew this about Lindsay, but the realtor was about ready to find out that she did believe in, like, the spirits and demons and stuff like that. Uh, Lindsay calls out, and she says, Spirit, we're here just visiting the house. We're not here to harm or to uh, scare you. We're just here to beautify this house so that others can come in and make happy memories as well. And we hope that's okay. Dude, me as
0: the realtor, I'd be like...
1: (laughs) be like, hmm? <laughs> you guys can check out the house. Take the uh, house. Rest on yeah. <laughs> Y'all can have it. You know what? It's free. <laughs> I gotta go. Bye. <laughs> now, after she said this, she felt it already start to kind of calm down, as if that mm-hmm. had kind of appeased this older lady <laughs> that was in the house. The realtor, she should have been like, Uh, fine, (laughs) should have been like, I've I've eaten today already. I'm full. (laughs) G to G. Yeah. Um, The realtor played it off really well, though. Like they weren't freaked out. Apparently, the realtor was like, yeah, actually, there was an old lady that owned this house and she passed away and she was like 70 something years old. And then another couple bought the house to kind of fix it up and flip it. And then in the process, decided not to finish it. And they're thinking, like, maybe it was this older lady. But uh, Lindsay says, no, actually, I don't feel like there was any, like, contempt in this spirit. Like, it wasn't angry at all. It was just there, and it was afraid. So it probably wasn't that is what she was kind of getting at. Now, they continue going around this house, checking it out. There's the bedrooms, bathrooms, kitchens. And then they kind of finish up this tour, and... They remember that this house said that there were four bedrooms on the listing and they bring it up to the realtor. And they're like, the listing said there were four bedrooms. We've only seen two. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's kind of weird. There's an upstairs. But where's <laughs> where's the door to go upstairs? Because they didn't see it anywhere. So they kind of start looking around the house and they can't find the upstairs door. Even the realtor? Even the realtor. This like, is the you first time they've shown it. <laughs>
0: You're right. (laughs) Have you realtor'd before, man?
1: (laughs) (laughs) What the hell's happening here? Excuse me. (laughs) This is your job. And after kind of looking around to no success for a little bit, they pull up the listing, which had kind of the blueprints of the first and second floor on it. And they notice that the door is behind. So if you can think of it like this, there's the den and then the kitchen and the den door opens like this into the kitchen and the door to the upstairs is actually right behind it. So mm-hmm. it had been blocked by this other door the whole time. Bad feng shui. Exactly. Sus, dude. <laughs> Someone has the den door open and no one coming down from the upstairs. <laughs> They're stuck. Hmm. Anyways, they close the den door, open up the other door, and it's just this stairway that goes up. And it goes to the top of the – or to the second floor, and it's kind of like a Jack and Jill bedroom-type situation. So at the top – It comes to a platform, and there's two doors on both sides. So one goes to one room, one goes to the other, and that's all that's on the second floor. So they go up the stairs, and Lindsay's in front, and she opens the door on the right, goes in there. Her friend and the realtor open the door on the left and go in that side. Now Lindsay's kind of looking around. She kind of checks out the entirety of the room, sees that there's a closet, there's a closet, and then in between the two closets, there's like a an eve, like a little reading nook area that kind of extends beyond the room. Mm-hmm. And as she looks into this reading nook, and it's kind of still dark in this house, she sees a figure. And the figure appears to be wearing some sort of dark cloak. And it's in kind of a crouching position. And she said she f- saw like this pink aura emanating from its chest area, but it was covered by whatever was crouching was kind of covering it with their cloak. And she's just stunned in terror. She can't say anything, and is just looking at it for a split second. And then her friend from the other room calls out her name. She snaps out of it, looks around to the other room, and then looks back, and it's gone. So her friend calls her again. She's like, okay, and she comes to the other room. And the realtor and the friend are just talking, And she's like, guys, you'll never believe what I just saw. And so she starts describing to the friend and to the realtor what she just saw. And the realtor walks over to this reading nook area in the opposite room because they're mirror images of each other. She walks over to that reading nook area and notices that there's no insulation in the walls. So you can see into the other rooms reading nook area from that area. Does that make sense? Mm Mm-hmm. So she sees all the way over there, but she doesn't notice anything. And then on top of that, she notices that because there's no insulation, you can also see onto the ground floor as well from right there. And that's kind of freaking her out as well. Then the friend speaks up, Lindsay's friend, and she's like, or he's like, "Um, I don't know why, but I kind of got this really bad feeling as we were coming up the stairs, but I didn't want to say anything. And so all of a sudden they're like, yeah, let's probably just like leave Let's not stick around here. <laughs> so they do that. They just GTFO like normal people probably would. And once they leave, Lindsay's like, we need to get like some sage and like clear the energy around us and stuff like that. And she kind of explained a little bit about her why and what and stuff like that in the scenario that the sage would typically ignite quickly or slowly based on the negative energy around them. Hmm. So if there was. And she says that typically in her case, when she would sage herself, it would take forever to light up because there wasn't a whole lot of negative energy to cleanse. So they go and get the sage and then she lights it and it just ignites instantly. She starts kind of saging her friend and her friend is just allowing her to do this. Just like, okay, I'm going to let you do this. I don't know if he, he was all in on it, but she sages them both and it just kept going for a minute after it. It was almost like on fire instead of just smoking. Hmm. So she's like, that was the quickest that had ever ignited for me. And she explains in the story as well that she felt like because she had grown up in a religious environment, that her awareness had protected her from potentially being um, taken over by whatever demon or spirit it was. But her friend and the realtor were not that way. And so she alluded to the fact that potentially that had tried to latch on to her friend. Now, she said also that her and the friend had had a falling out as well months after this. And so she hadn't heard from them in years Hmm. to check on her or him or the realtor to see if anything had happened. And that was basically the end. They didn't go in on the house. Good idea. (laughs) And to her knowledge, nothing happened.
2: Dude, what happened in that house? Some grandma keeping a necromancer in her <laughs> in her second floor and boarding it up. I don't know. Necromancer's I, got like some pink energy potion,
0: whatever How he's hiding. He's like, but I can't get out of the second floor. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I'd imagine as a realtor, you would see some wild things. I don't know. Or have weird experiences.
1: You would have to have.
0: Supernatural or not, because you're in homes alone a lot. Mm -hmm. that have been abandoned. I don't know. That would be creepy to me. I I hate the feeling of like when you're alone and nothing is bad. You're like fine. Everything's good. And all of a sudden something switches in the air and you're just like on high alert.
2: Does that ever happen to you? Yeah. Yeah. I hate the feeling of being alone when you're not. Like when you're with a group of people and then you feel like, I don't know how to explain this. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? No. Keep going. Like I remember growing up, I was in scouts, we'd go hiking. I remember being with a group of a group of all my friends and the leaders. We'd be in the woods, even with all these people around me, I'd feel like I was all by myself. I don't know, something like you said, something in the air would change and something felt off. And I think I felt like alone because I was thinking nobody else's like, is anybody else experiencing this right now? I'd look around, everyone's normal, talking, laughing, whatever. And I'm just like hmm. Hmm. feeling this weird... Energy. shroud of...
1: It's called puberty. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I look down. <laughs> <laughs> and there was hair. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think I know what you're talking about. I don't know. Or, or uh, what I kind of relate to it is like, there's been parts of my life where I'm going along... And all of a sudden, everything feels so surreal, almost like a dream. I can't explain it. Like almost like life's not real or reality's not real. That's like my closest thing I could relate to that. I've had it, I don't know, 10, 15 times where it's like, it's almost like you're watching your life being lived from outside. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's a good thing. Some, <laughs> some <laughs> doctors can be like, you have a brain tumor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Dang. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you, Sean. Yep. Thank you. Is that you tonight? That's me.
2: All right. Um, it reminded me of, one of my best friend's growing up. His name is Max. We've been talking for a long time, just because our lives have went different ways. But I remember him <laughs> telling me that his grandpa passed away when he was younger, and his grandma would constantly talk about like conversations or events that she had with her late husband, as if he was still alive. And he always thought it was strange. Maybe he wasn't hearing it right. But when he got older, he asked her, why do you talk about grandpa like that? And she says, like, what? He's like, like, he's still around. And she told him because he is. To this day, maybe every other day or every three days, I get ready for bed. And as I'm getting into my bed, covering myself with my blanket, the bathroom sink turns on. And after a few seconds, I hear brushing of teeth. I hear the rinsing in the sink turns off. And I say goodnight to my husband.
3: Hmm.
2: And I go to bed. He's getting ready for bed with her. but T-
0: Terrifying and sweet. Yeah. <laughs> sweet and sour. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Max is all like, Grandma, Grandma we <laughs> both, we already put you in a home. <laughs> yeah. It's about time. (laughs) Grandma, good night.
0: (laughs) Okay, me? Yeah. Cool. (laughs) I think tonight's kind of felt like our older episodes. (laughs) We're like when we didn't have a plan. We just come and everyone's like, you know. We're (laughs) kind of scattered.
2: I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, who
0: knows? (laughs) Uh, We're having fun, so that's all that matters. And we hope you are too. All right. The story I prepared tonight. Comes to us from the god,
1: Seth.
0: (laughs) Seth, the getter of stories, got us another one. Oh, okay. And it's fun. But. Butts are for chairs. While you were telling your stories, I decided to scrap my entire plan (laughs) and just tell random stories I've picked up because a lot of the times there's stories that we hear or things that we hear and we're like that's dope but I don't I just don't know I don't see it fitting into the podcast. So, I'm going to share some of those tonight. <laughs> Let's go. First off, Reed, our good friend Reed who did episode 3pm Thailand with Reed.
2: Also the vivid home security camera
0: with a white dress. Mm-hmm. He called me a couple of days ago and he goes, "Hey dude, I, uh, I saw you did Crater Lake on the next episode. And I'm like, yep. And he said, have I ever told you my experience about Crater Lake? And I was like, no. <laughs> Keep in mind, he told me this before he had listened to the episode. And? So to him, it wasn't re- he wasn't sharing a creepy story to me. But because of the context and I, I knew about Crater Lake, I was like, my blood ran cold. So he's like, yeah, me and my buddies, we did a road trip up there a couple years ago. And he's like, beautiful, stunning. You can go out onto the lake and you can just see it go. You can see the bottom of the lake go down and then hit the, an edge and just turn into black in the crater, right? And he said him and his friends uh, were having fun. They were swimming and they started doing this thing where they would grab a big rock and they would walk as far as they could down the <laughs> bottom of the lake. I like that. Hmm. And so I'm sitting there being like, that sounds dope, but terrifying because of it's Crater Lake. <laughs> and he said, yeah, dude, like uh, I did it. I got way far. I got all the way to the edge where it drops off into black. And I had like the weirdest feeling. And I didn't want to leave. Even though I was like running out of breath, I, wa- I wanted to see what was in the darkness. And he's like, I stood there er, for like a really long time. And and he said it was like he was going into a trance. And he said he snapped out of it and realized he's completely out of breath. And he dropped the rock and swam up. And he told me that. And I was like, dude, listen to the episode.
1: Reed, (laughs) we're glad that you're still with us today.
0: (laughs) He said it was the weirdest thing. Like he legit felt calm, like he wanted to stay there. He wanted to be there. And he, mm. like, like he was losing track of time and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, dude!" I don't know. I thought it was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so he like legit firsthand experienced the call of the vo- void yeah, yeah. or whatever New is phone happening. who <laughs> the void is calling. Hello. <laughs> don't answer. Um, another person messaged us. Actually, Laura from Naptime Crafts. And they said her dad used to be like in a, not a motorcycle gang, just a group of dudes who would ride motorcycles. And all the ones from Oregon or near that area would keep a bell on on the back of their bike. And the bell was superstition because they knew that place was haunted or whatever. And the noise of the bell was to ward off evil spirits. Hmm. So like the Oregon chapter of riders have like a bell, a small bell on their bike.
1: I need to go visit Crater Lake again because <laughs> I don't recall any of this happening. Sean, you have the Call of the Void all the time, so you're just like, <laughs> "It's like, no, nah, we can't do everything's normal." To this guy. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right, um, I'm just gonna. This is like, whatever. I'm gonna be all over the place, but I'm just gonna share some stories. First one: a guy and his father, a guy, a dude and his dad, <laughs> <laughs> a dude and his dad. <laughs> <laughs> they go camping. And they go really far out, set up their tent, all normal camping things, all is well. In the middle of the night, the boy is woken up to his dad sitting straight up in his sleeping bag. And he can hear outside of his tent what sounds like 20 plus people walking around their tent. Dad is terrified, covers his mouth, signaling, shut up, don't say anything. And as they're listening to the footsteps, all at once, they stop. Fuck. And 20 plus voices in unison yell, Get out! At the top of their lungs. Then after that, silence. No noise for the rest of the night. Wake up in the morning at the butt crack of dawn. The second light peeks over the mountain. Pack everything up and they get out. But before they leave, they see a deer has been skinned and quartered and put all around their camp. Oh. No idea I who it was, f- what it was, why they're out there. That's simply what they experienced. Big oof. <laughs> nope, <laughs> big nope. Next one. From a guy who says, "When I was young, I used to have terrible nightmares all the time. Like so bad, night terrors almost. And I've had a I had a friend who had night terrors." And she explained what it was like and she said, honestly, it felt like I was possessed. Where she was like, almost kind of like what I was saying earlier, but she could see herself acting almost from outside her body and she had no ability to stop herself. She said one time when she was like six, she walk, they had like a beam or a pillar in their living room and she was just stuck walking around it and she was crying for like an hour and no one could stop her. But anyway, that's what night terrors are like. <laughs> So this kid used to have terrible dreams. His dad would come sleep with him when he had those dreams to help him go back to sleep. Well, one time he wakes up and he looks at the corner of his bed and he sees a skeletal hand climbing up, reaching for him over the side of the bed. And he freaks out. But somehow it's different. This time he's able to like, it's just a dream. It's just a dream. It's just the dream. And as he's chanting that, he's looking at it in the hand is not going away. Uh, nope. So he wakes up his dad, tells his dad what he sees. His dad says, "It's nothing. It's nothing. It's just another dream." And he's like, "Dad, no, seriously. I like there's something." He says like, "Look, there's nothing here." Turns the lights on. For a second, he looks back expecting to see the hand to be gone, but realizes it's not a hand at all. Is it a spider? <laughs> it is a huge wolf spider <laughs> inches from his face on his bedpost and he lets out a terrifying scream <laughs> and his dad has to battle this creature <laughs> and kill it <laughs> at that point i would be like I t- i'll take the demon <laughs> give me a give me a demon i don't want the spider, <laughs> spider.
2: <laughs> dad looks at it he's like the light. <laughs> turns the light back off. Good luck, son.
1: Just close. <laughs> Sleep in your the own dormant. damn bed.
0: <laughs> you got this, dog. Yeah. <laughs> Take him. <laughs> All right. Another kid grew up. His parents were buying a fixer-upper out in the country. And he said, I remember this place. He was pretty young, right? It was awesome. He loved it. But he said, it was built on what he says is... The headquarters for huntsman spiders of the United States, because they were <laughs> everywhere. Uh, I'm, I'm apologies, not huntsman wolf
1: spiders. Oh, uh, I was gonna say w- we have those things. Yeah, no <laughs> wolf spiders. Still, Fangorn huge.
0: Forest. <laughs> uh, the Forbidden Forest is what he said. <laughs> or not Fangorn. Yeah, Forbidden Forest. I don't Sorry. know
1: why that sounded correct to me too. Yeah. I was like, wait, yeah, yeah, that's right.
0: So these are wolf spiders. They're still huge and terrifying. So he said, wolfman's wolf or wolf's Wolfman, <laughs> wolf spiders come in all shapes and sizes, right?" Mm-hmm. And after a while, he got kind of used to them because they were just everywhere. And he's like, to the point where, like, I would even see baby wolf spiders, and I would play with them. You know, I let them crawl on my hands, whatever. I just like was desensitized. Years later, <laughs> he's telling this to someone, and they're like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> he's like, yeah, dude, like I'd let them, like they look like this. I'd let them crawl. He's like, hold on. Pulls up a photo of a baby wolf spider. And he's like, you mean this? And he goes, no, they didn't look like that. Well, what did they look like? He describes it and his friend looks it up and he goes, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> what he had been playing with often as a child were brown recluses. Oh, my <laughs> god! <gosh. laughs> no. Letting them Just, crawl oh all over his gosh. hand.
1: <laughs> Stupid. Stupid. (laughs) 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 All
0: right. Next one. 13-year-old girl trying to sleep in her basement room when she hears a light at her basement window. Tries to ignore it. But later on, three more taps. (laughs) So she's getting creeped out. She's like really far away from her parents' room. She doesn't know what to do. She's hoping it will just go away. But she just gets a weird feeling. It's not an animal. It's a person. Tries to ignore it. Finally, she goes to sleep. And she thinks that was scary. That was weird. I don't like that. Her room is almost up against like a back alley to like a a walkway. So it's pretty accessible to the public. So she thinks maybe just a drunk dude. Just being creepy. I don't know. In the morning, she tells her mom, hey, I think I heard a weird noise last night. And the mom goes white. And very reluctantly tells her that she heard it too. And that she had looked out her window where she saw a man climb out of her basement well, take latex gloves off, put his hood up, and walk away. Oh... She didn't call the police then? No, I don't know. They said, she was like, oh, thank goodness he left. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All is well. (laughs) I don't know. But uh, what they think is he was like scouting or what's casing the house looking for weaknesses or something. Yeah, yeah. But just for some reason, the imagery of latex gloves is so sinister to me because this is pre-COVID-19, so (laughs) (laughs) not not everyone's wearing latex gloves. (laughs) Um, it's just, to me that reads like not, not bueno. (laughs) Bad news.
1: You know what I want to get is like one of those giant spotlight flashlights to just have. So if you hear something like knocking on your window, you just turn that on them. And I feel like that would scare someone. Heck yeah. Just solar flare. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No. Yeah, dude. Best, uh, um, security system is
0: automatic lights lights and dogs. (laughs) I wrote one more down, but I can't remember what it means because I was writing it down as you were talking. I just started writing down things I could remember. It just says a lamp.
1: <laughs> That's all it says. <laughs> uh, sorry, I can't help you out on that one. Damn it. I bet it was a good one.
0: Um, I bet it was, dude. And the last one I'm going to share is super short, but it is creepy. And it was, I came across it while I was researching Australia, right? So there is an Australian folklore that this guy talks about, and he said, When I lived in, a, in the Australian outback in the middle of nowhere, our indigenous studies teacher, who was aboriginal, loved to tell us stories. She scared all the first graders straight by telling us never to go out into the desert alone. Because out there lives a monster who is always thirsty.
2: Dude, going out into the desert alone is already scary. (laughs) (laughs) She's just like doubling down.
0: (laughs) For real. (laughs) So this monster is always thirsty and he is always trying to find water. But he never can because it hardly rains. So when plump, juicy children go out walking in the desert alone, he jumps on them and drinks all of their blood. <laughs> uh. And all he leaves behind is a dry husk for their parents to find. Yeah, that's terrifying as <laughs> a, one, a, a first grader.
1: I know, dude.
0: I don't know. Just the imagery of like being jumped on and having all your blood drinking. I was like, dude. jeepers <laughs>
1: creepers, dude.
0: <laughs> dude, there is a
2: genre of stories that we don't usually tell, mainly because we don't enjoy them. And they are usually marked as NSFL or not suited for life. We can't really make jokes out of them.
0: It's hard to make light of them sometimes. That tag basically means your life would be better if you didn't read this or look at this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think we're not really into gore. We're not really into like stories of like rape and torture where there's just like mm -hmm. no – it's like okay – that was the worst thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Yeah. No. Um, but
2: I. Here you go telling one. Here I, here <laughs> I go. Um, we do come across a lot of them. And we, it is one of our filters. But I came across a thread of a bunch of NSFL pictures. And one of them was a 1967 Russian astronaut who somehow wasn't clipped on. When he was in outer space and he fell to earth and they recovered his body. I've seen it. He was long dead before he even hit the ground, caught on fire, but he looked, it looked like a dried husk. Yeah. It reminded me of those kids. Uh, Yeah. Just like a, just think of like, if you're eating fried chicken (laughs) and you're trying to be healthy. And you Ugh. rip off all the skin and you make a pile of it.
0: <laughs> you know, every bag of beef jerky has that one big piece. It looks like that one big piece, Doc. It looks like chicharrones.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> DJ Saul. We don't like talking about NSA because we can't make jokes about it. Talks about <laughs> not safe for life and we make jokes.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, it was the one time, the one window I had. <laughs> Anyway,
1: thanks for indulging me on those short stories. You're most welcome, all of you listeners. But I have one more.
0: Oh!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Man, just peppering the
2: Angus.
0: (laughs) And this story is one of history's most mysterious stories. This takes place in Germany on a small German farm out in the countryside Back in 1922.
1: Hmm. Oh, f- Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Do you know what I'm talking yep, about? I know what you're talking about.
0: The events that happened on this farm, unsettling, some of it unexplainable, and I'm just going to lay out the facts. But it is one of the weirdest cases I've ever read, and I will finish it on this week's patreon bonus episode <laughs> it. all you it. patrons
1: getting a little extra pepper in <laughs> so
0: for those who aren't on the patreon thank you so much for listening tonight we appreciate the support even just a listen a like a review goes a long way but for those of you who are patrons buckle up because this one's wild <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow i'm buckled
0: <laughs> all right so we're going back to Germany in a small German town called Hinterkaifeck.
2: Cool, guys! Uh, happy episode fifty!
1: Whoa! Hell yeah!
2: Happy episode fifty!
0: Remember? It's big. Remember when twenty was like our huge milestone? Yeah, twenty or thirty. It was twenty because most podcasts don't make it past twenty. Mm-hmm. So we were like, we made it. Yeah.
2: Wow! 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 Uh, Thank you for everyone who
0: stuck with us during
2: this journey, and it has been. (laughs) Um, Stick around. Who knows what's going (laughs) to happen? No, for real. Thank you, everyone. We love you all. Um, In the meantime, trust your
1: guy. Watch you back. (laughs) Bye, love you, safe. (laughs) And be careful out there. See you later. Bye. (laughs) submit them to our website, the3ampodcast.com. We love any audio or visual aids that can help bring your stories to life. So file uploads are welcome with your written submissions. We're anxious and excited to hear from you.
0: 24 hours ago, I found out the person I'd been dating and seeing for the last six months
1: Download American Vigilante
2: now.